back, listen to the song. Mr. Ringo! He's going on a picture or something. We're just obliterating something. No? Tell Dolby. I kept your experience for an hour. I will go in weeks, weeks. Get me a good pick of literature. Shabbos is a packed Shabbos. Oh, it's a packed Shabbos. Not a bad idea, not a bad idea. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna first say that what went on in the base medrash yesterday with the tzitzis was was incredible. What went on? 
there's a, there's a big shaila if you make a shechayanu on a new pair of tzitzis. Not so pasha. If you make a shechayanu, Reb Moshe actually says not to make a shechayanu on a new pair of tzitzis, and and a suffix bracha. You have to be extremely careful. The suffix bracha. I could tell you that I bought a new van, and I had a shaila about a shechayanu. It's very shayach a new acquisition. You make a shechayanu. But I didn't make a Shechianu. I had Cheshbainus, I didn't make a Shechianu. But I want to say yesterday with the new pair of Tzitzis that I made a Shechianu. The Vasha Weiss holds your ladder, and I couldn't hold back. I made a Shechianu. It's the first time in my life I made a pair of Tzitzis. And the whole scene in the room, it took me by shock. It took me by shock. And the sincerity of guys together as a Tzibur making Tzitzis. It's funny that some activities are claimed. Certain activities are like claimed by individual groups and we could look at it like it belongs to that group. If, if, if you talk about certain topics today, I, the Olam knows I'm a big fan of Lubavitch, but if you talk about Mashiach, like somebody might ask, are you Lubavitch? No, we're a Yid, we didn't talk about Mashiach. Making tzitzis, some guys like might associate a young, younger group. To me, it's just something pure, making your own tzitzis, something pure about it. The scene in the room caught me by surprise. I honestly thought that we'd have 30 guys sincerely making tzitzis. And the rabbin, how many pairs were made, Rav Srili? 120 pairs of tzitzis were made. It wasn't, very, very easily, we could have artificially made it exciting. Very easily, there are things I could have done to make it like dramatic. It wasn't done. We weren't trying to make any drama. I value mitzvahs a lot. I don't like when people pay kids to do mitzvahs. That very much annoys me. It, it frustrates me. You don't make deals with kids. If you put on tefillin, then I have a riot from a tzvahs. I don't think that's appropriate at all. I think if somebody does a mitzvah, you, make, you can make a soda, you can celebrate. I don't think you pay people. People should pay to do mitzvahs. You don't pay people to do a mitzvah. It's not, I don't think that's the training. So we weren't trying to make anything dramatic. The, the feelings in the room, and I saw guys who came in and started almost skeptical, and the sincerity, the enthusiasm, the... There's a deep in the yid is the mitzvah Hashem, the value of mitzvah Hashem that runs very, very deep in the yid was on display yesterday. And I just a very, very moving day. I wanted to publicly thank Reb Srili for pushing it and organizing it. That was, some, that was something remarkable. I was very nisragish. I was on a high. I made Belined. I won that pair of tzitzis. I wore it yesterday, but that pair of tzitzis, I designated Belineder as my Shabbos pair. I usually, yeah, yeah, I have it. That pair of tzitzis is something remarkable, not just for that pair, but for the Hebra. I happen to have made tzitzis. Ophir and I worked together. We did it together. And we both, we were not let joking around. We weren't doing 10 other things. We were, make, we, we were busy with our task. I'm not, I'm not capable so much of focusing on different things at once. And me and Ophir sat here at this table together. Avram was with us. We had a chabura that was very, very focused on just making, on doing the, the task at hand. And we encouraged each other through the task and helped each other. So just the whole scene of that, that went around, that revolved around Doyle making together. I don't think I'll ever forget it. I called Revarie, who I have to thank. Revarie sponsored all the begadim and all the tzitzis. 
and I was describing to him last night what went on, that it shocked me. And I was describing, it was one of the most precious things I ever experienced with this yeshiva. The tzitzis making yesterday was glorious, and I was describing him the scene. He was very moved. I'm not going to give away all you know, his private things. He's, the mitzvah of tzitzis matters a lot to him. He has a significant avayda when it comes to that mitzvah. So he was very moved what, when I described what happened. It caught me by surprise. So I was describing him the scene in the Beis Medrash that was going on yesterday by many, many, many dozens and dozens of guys. So I thought it was something incredible. I want to talk about mitzvahs and avodah Hashem. I want to talk about Lag Boimer, which Klai Yisrael celebrated yesterday. It's fascinating how Lag Boimer has taken root in all of Klai Yisrael. When I was a youngster growing up, in the city I lived in, to have the celebration, you couldn't find it. I could tell you my own yeshiva. Yeshiva is always, you know, Lag Ba'imer meant that when you were in elementary school, you went to the park. But in terms of adults making celebrations, making sodas, making, it was a really remained very hard to find. There was a chesedish Rebbe who lived near the yeshiva. I was in called the Solitzer Rebbe. Big tzaddik, and a couple of guys would like be around a little Madura. You could trust me, there were no crowds. It was a couple of chevra, a couple of old time chassidim, a few of his balabatim were by, and we went there. Like, if you wanted to find somebody who was celebrating Lag Boimer, and today, today, they're making celebrations. These are not minor. Klal Yisrael is a very deep nation. And what Lag Boimer is and what it's about, I want to share. I want to share with the guys a few minutes. I'm not going to hand you Lag Boimer in the slightest. I want to talk a little bit more about Lag Boimer. I want to share just a couple of thoughts along the lines of what we've been saying. Along the lines of what we've been saying, but I want to share some Lag Boimer thoughts with the Hevra. I want, what I'm about to share is from a Yid, as a Yid who's the Rosh Hashiva of Ar Sameach. He happened to have grown up not far from here. He happened to grow up, he's one of the Rosh Hashivas, a brilliant Talmud Chacham. And, he, and he's a person who's teaching Torah, he's a brilliant person. He learned, my Rebbe was Zayich Rebbe Chavrusas with Reb Raidowitz, is one of the Rosh Hashivas of Ar Sameach. And I want to share a piece from Reb Raidowitz about Lag Baimir that's very... The piece is very consistent and in sync with things that we've been talking about already. The whole, the whole Yumeya Sphere of things, topics we've been talking about, really two topics we've been talking about that I want to share. The Lagba'imer day, the guys know that I have this fascination. I love the Dylan books. It's, 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 it's in vogue sometimes to put down. I'm a big fan. I think I should read Gedalim books. I don't want to make, paint them with an equal brush. They're not all the same. And different authors have different skills and talents. I'm a fan about knowing about our heroes. I think there's a lot to gain. Certainly the ones that are well-written, I think it's important to read about heroes. We're an incredible people. And I think it's inspiring to read about G'daylum, to know about our heroes. I've told the guys when I read G'daylum books, what intrigues me the most is the day of death. I think the day of death of tzaddikim is fascinating. It puts into highlight when 
the, the moments that Gedolim are departing from this world, you can imagine people of tremendous greatness who had a lot of things they wanted to impart in this world. They were learning Torah and teaching in a very serious way. The moments of death and the day of death is going to be a very strong, focused day of expression, the things they want to do on this earth. They laugh on the last day. So I always read, that's like always my best part of Kimat every Gadol book is the day of death of the Tzaddik. There are many fascinating accounts of all different Tzaddikim and Gadolim. It's interesting that Klal Yisrael, Lag Ba'imer, is the day of death according to one version of the Chida. The Chida was Mesopic. But certainly there's a Messiah that Roshirim Bar Yechai was Nifter on Lag Ba'imer. Now why we make such a gathering on the day of his death Many tzaddikim, chassidim, it's true, make a hilula, a yard side suda on the death of somebody. Roshim Bar there was a specific thing that he, before he departed, he taught Sisrei Torah to his Talmidim. He revealed great secrets about the world to his Talmidim. Many of the Sisrei Torah that I learned that are found in Zayar, it seems, I don't know if he shared the Yisaid, or exactly what was shared, but we have a Messiah that on Lag Baimer, Rav Shemra Yechai shared many Sisrei Torah. And to celebrate that, that he shared many secrets of the Torah, we have Lag Baimer. In my shul, I elaborated much more on that point. What happened? What are Sisrei Torah? Why are we celebrating? What's the... So that I spoke about last night. Maybe we'll touch on that. Over Shabbos, maybe we'll touch on that. We'll see. But I want to... I want to say something else about Rav Shemra Yechai teaching the Torah that he taught. Rav Shemra Yechai, and this is really I'm sharing from Rav Reidowitz. There's a machloikas in the Gemara how somebody's anhaga is supposed to be. The anhaga for somebody's life is supposed to be. There are two shittas in the Gemara. Is this person supposed to work and do the normal ishtadlis that a person's supposed to live in this world? And also, a person's supposed to learn Torah, and the Torah, as a matter of fact, guides him in all that he does. But a person has normal ishtadlus and learns Torah. The sheet of Reb Shimba Yechai himself was that he couldn't envision, that he can't t- just learn Torah. And a person's entitled and supposed to just learn, and Hashem will take care of him. That was Reb Shimba Yechai's sheet. I remember in the mirror, in the mirror there was a Yid, who was a Talmud Reb Chaim Shmulev, it's a very special Yid. And he used to speak about doing no Hishtadlus, about doing zero. He used to speak, a guy should just learn, don't go to work. You know? And he had cheetahs, he had an opinion of how a Ben is allowed. He didn't say it's for the masses, because that's Paskin in the Gemara, it's not for the masses. He felt yeshiva guys are entitled to be an individual. Now he taught things against what my Rebbeim taught. So you might say, like, stay away, that's a dangerous shear. It's actually one of the most inspiring things I ever heard in my life. I think the more sophisticated people are and the healthier people are, you're able to hear shetas that we don't paskin like and be impacted by them. Anybody who learned shas, one of the most fascinating aspects of shas is that both shittas are quoted all over shas, and we study many opinions we don't hold like. To a very not sophisticated person, that would be weird. Just tell me how we paskin. 
Give me the psak. Give me how we go. Why you? Why do we spend so much of shas? I dare say it's like close to fifty percent of shas. Our opinions we don't hold like. It's a very unsophisticated question because in, a sophisticated person knows that both sides of the coin, when it's honest and real, have tremendous amounts to bring. If you debate somebody else, a very unhealthy, I have obviously my observations about the school system. If I would make a mockery of the typical school system and present a new approach, it's actually a very unsophisticated way of debating, it's silly. People love to mock the other side against them. If you're a Republican, Lamashal, so you'll make mincemeat Democrats, you present a foolish side. Democrats, they're all socialists, communists. You just make fun of a certain extreme and you smugly assume you're right. If anybody argues like that, you know that they're very, very not developed and sophisticated in their own opinion. If you're much more sophisticated, a Democrat who's unsophisticated will call Republicans Ku Klux Klan. You present the extreme of the other side of it, and then you smugly say, they're all mean and we're nice. Anybody who does that in a debate is intellectually dishonest, very insecure with your own stance. If you're much healthier, you present the best version of the other side. I can present what schools are doing and talk about it for hours and how much there is to learn. You know what it means? Discipline and structure and doing what you don't like and learning this is what you got to do, tough luck. There's a lot of sense to what schools do and teach youngsters, a lot. And you could present it, and it makes a lot of sense. What a kid has to learn. Yeah, what, he's not happy, he's not enjoying. What do you mean? Life works, you got to learn discipline, rigidity, you got to learn. There's a lot of ways of presenting another side that's intelligent and sophisticated. And then you're secure enough in your position that you want to argue with the best version of the other side because you still feel that there's something lacking and missing. That's an intellectually honest debate, and you get places when you debate like that. In the, in the yeshiva, there's a lot of honest conversation in dorm rooms and fights and arguments because people are passionate about their opinions. You learn the most when you have a sophisticated version of what your roommate is saying. It doesn't mean you're wrong and be secure enough what you're saying. It will actually bring out better your side. If you can, in a sophisticated way, really say the other side, I told the guys that I, I was invited to speak at different schools over the years, and I wanted to present something new, and I tried about, I tried about four or five times in different scenarios to present something new, and I was batting 0 for 4 or 0 for 5 in trying to present, and I went, I'm not saying anybody was against what I said, I didn't feel it made a stitch of Rishim, that's, the four or five times I went to a school to say things, I'm talking about specific scenarios, and I didn't feel that it made a Rishim. I had gone to schools and given speeches, and it was wonderful, I'm talking about specifically to debate specific topics, and spe specific things about how to run schools, and I felt I was batting over four at the time. I finally thought to myself, I took a, a fifth chance, you're 0 for 4, and I decided to do it different. 
And I went the, the next time for about a half hour I spoke, but not I just spoke. I spent hours preparing, thinking how much schools bring to the world. But I spent time on it and came, not in a pretend way, I came inspired by the aspects that schools are bringing and for a half hour spoke about it. And people, Rebbeim were there and teachers very much agreeing and I presented and then I shared my disagreements. It was the most, my son Maishi is in witness, he was there. It was tension in the room, the healthiest tension. A man stood up, started debating, arguing. There was a healthy tension and it really got places. I was called subsequently by people who were there. There was conversation and dialogue. And it was a real conversation because I went with the strongest version of the other side and still presented things that I thought were lacking, so people took it seriously. There was better debate, there was more anger at what I said, which is always a healthy sign that, you're, that, that it's registering what you said. So in any healthy debate, of course, you have to know two sides of the coin and you're much better off, and you get the nuances of the halacha the more you understand what he's arguing on. So of course in Shas, which is a debate of truth, which is a bikush of MS, it has both sides and we learn. You don't understand Hillel if you don't understand Shammai. And if you don't understand Shammai well, it's very, very chasr, your understanding of Hillel. I learned by a Rebbe in the mirror of Yaakov Katz, and I learned Yavamas by him, and I had certain things that I was very taken by. I was very taken by how much we learned from the Manda Amr that we don't paskin like. How much lahalacha, how instructive, how carefully was studied the havaminas of Gemaras that the Gemara rejected, and how much we learned from the initial assumption, which all over Shas you tend to wonder, why is it telling me their initial thought? Just tell me the conclusion. There is a massive amount to learn from the initial thought. Anybody who studies Rashi and Shas, Rashi has, does something so fascinating. A lot of Gemaras, Rashi will quote, Pshat in the Gemara, he'll quote the Havamina that in a different Masechda it says it's not the end Pshat. But Rashi elsewhere brings the Havamina. In a very clear way, the Havamina, the initial thought is very important and needs to be remembered and instructs and guides us very deeply. So when we have a Machleikas, there's a Machleikas in the Gemara. One man, the Amar, says that a person is, that the, the Anhaga that's correct to live this world is zero established, not to go to work. Why would you be involved in the mundane? Learn Torah and only Torah. And that's one man, the Amar, in the Gemara. That mandar, by the way, is Hashem by Yechai, is none other than the one who taught Sisrei Torah, who we celebrate Rabbi Kiva teaching him, is the sheet of Hashem by Yechai, who said, just learn Torah, and Hashem will do Nisim. Now, everybody agrees individuals can do that. The question is, what's the instruction to the masses? Rav Shem Yechai held that that's what you should teach. Zero established is what should be taught. A person should be In his own life, for the 12 years that he just learned Torah, Hashem made a miracle. A, a, a well appeared there, a carob tree grew nisim. Because Hashem sustains, he who trusts in Hashem, Hashem sustains. That's the story of this week's Parshas Bar is Shemitah, is rely on Hashem. Hashem runs the world and Hashem will sustain, so he who relies on Hashem. 
And Roshim Bar Yochai held to teach such a passionate Yiddishkeit of Kuloi reliance on Hashem and be Isaac and Torah and mitzvahs and worldly things. Let others be Isaac. A person's entitled and he felt this is for the masses. La Lacha, we paskin that's not for the masses. We paskin individuals. There is such an haga for individuals. But for the masses, the chiyuv is responsibility is to do ishtadlus, to be Isaac and chayisha, and of course to learn Torah, to be kaveh, a Torah, and, and it's paskin, it's none other than a stam mishnah, which has a, that says that a person is obligated Torah with their inheritance. And both aspects is the way we teach the masses. But of course, if somebody just says, okay, so I have the maskana, there's tremendous amounts. It's a misunderstanding to say we don't pask like Hashem Yechai. We absolutely are instructed by Hashem Yechai. I went to a shir in, in the mirror of this Yid who was teaching Hashem Yechai's teachings. Then it becomes a machloikis, who are the individuals and how do you teach them? Can you even teach this to individuals? And he held things that B'nai Torah can be taught like Hashem Yechai and would teach him. There were plenty of people, Rebbeim, who, who gave instructions, don't go, is it dangerous to hear? But I think it's very healthy to hear a das yachid and impactful, very, very impactful. I think there's an art. I think by COVID it brought it out. By COVID there were intense machleksim about minyanim, about closures of yeshivas. And it became in, in intense machleikist as an art had to listen to the Das Yachid and be inspired by the Das Yachid. Not pushing away, not crushing the Das Yachid, actually changing people at least if people are Mivakshayam as seekers of truth. There's a lot to learn. I have a guy in my class, a close, close friend, who's very, very smart and has a unique way of seeing the world. And I remember he would fight with the whole class, all different machleks and learning. And he would take on my Rebbe and the whole heaven. The guys were serious guys. I don't say he was right. I say that he changed us. Because of things, he had such a unique and fascinating perspective on life. He brought out a lot. Any person pursuing truth, learning how to hear the das, even of the das of the yachid, not rejecting, not canceling it, not pushing it away. I think, you know, people talk about a cancel culture. I think the inability to listen to a yachid is a grave insecurity. If you're secure with your opinion, you don't mind hearing. Guys will sometimes report back, did you hear somebody bashed Waterbury? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. There's a lot to knock, and we'll we'll grow from that. Excellent. They're excellent. We one day, one day, we should come in and take turns and speak and ask each guy to give us. Maybe we should do this most of our next. Not a bad. Each guy has to speak for ten minutes, ripping the yeshiva. But sophisticated, sophisticated knocks. If you're secure in who you are, of course there are imperfections. And forget even imperfections. There are areas to learn from a different viewpoint. You'd be silly not to avail yourself of that because there's so much to learn and study. And if you're secure in yourself, you can hear an opposing view. And of Shemba Yechai, who all of Klal Yisrael celebrated his revelation of Sisrei Torah, has an opinion and on a very serious topic, there's not like a side point to life. You know, no area of Torah is a side point. And Torah is, is MS, is the truths of life. But this is like, how do I live? Like the most base. It's funny, we're all sitting here, 
The question, me and every guy, put it this way, every 18 to 23-year-old, every 16 to 30-year-old, I dare even spread every 10 to 70, like the basic questions of my life, like how do I invest my time? And the basic questions of what my direction, do you realize Rabbi Shemar Yochai has a shita? Rabbi Shemar Yochai would not agree one guy to go to college. When he said, learn Torah. And Hashem takes care, no ishtadlus. A very unique opinion that Rabbi Shemar Yochai held, that, the, that he held this for the mass. What do you mean? Why would you be menia chayi oilam and be oisik and chayi And Lemaisa the Gemara doesn't paskin like that. Yet all of Klal Yisrael knows that that shita, which awakens in everybody the knowledge, just the words, eternal life, and to make sure that we're preparing for eternal life impacts every single person, not just the one who follows. It impacts anybody who follows any shita. That shita is life-changing. Now, what Reb Reidowitz said is as follows. We are headed in a period from Pesach, and we're headed, today is the 34th day, then we're getting mighty close, and the feelings of anticipation for the national treasure, both excited about it, preparing for it, making sure with the proper kli, and mitzad echad is the value of chayyelam, the value of that which is eternal, freedom in the words of Rev Hirsch. Pesach celebrates freedom. Freedom's only valuable if you have responsibility and things to grab onto. I'll tell you something funny that I observed for 20 years, for 20, over 20 years, B'siyat the Shmaya, 20 plus years being around teenagers and guys. So a lot of people are thinking about summer plans right now. I have watched from, for, for now many, many years. Every, what people want what people say they want and really want is very, very different. Very. There's a, there's a famous Goyish writer who writes this. How many guys here claim when you go eat out, I want something new. I do this. I say, give me something new. And then I order the same burger every time. Always. Like, and I always say, give me. And then all of a sudden I had a meeting. Brad Brown said I went to a meeting at 6.13. I ordered a burger. Same burger. Same. But I always, if you ask me, I'll say I want something new. Many people chirp away, ah, give me something new, I'm tired of the same old. You know you want that same burger if it's a chicken sandwich. You say you want something new, but that's not what you want. In music, in music, people always say, give me a new sound. What they call the sticky songs that get people to listen are the old sounds. We like that which is predictable. At concerts, singers have told me, you don't put out too many new songs. People leave the concert, are, are not happy. Now, if a guy goes, says, I want to hear new sounds, the singers know do very little new at a concert. Maybe one or two. People love, we're going to hear in a few minutes from Yonatan K. Guys are saying, why is Kalish Darshan? Dabini Dell sitting here, Yonatan K. Kalish. It's an old song. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sing along the song you know. It's much more geschmack. So we say, there's a Gemara in the Durham. There's a Gemara in the Durham. There's what we, I'll, I'm going to share the Gemara. Everything's in the Torah. What we say we want and what we want is very, very different. I have a Chiddush Ilan. Chaim, I have a Chiddush. You're going to call me just biased because I happen to be called the rabbi of a shul. But I'll tell you something funny, Chaim. I think people like speeches. 
Now you say, Kalish, you are crazy. Could you imagine? I think people like a speech. I think in a shul, in a deep way, not a long speech. You speak long, they don't like it. But I think a five-minute rush is a chesed to the whole tzibur, to people who say, oh, speech, I promise, I believe. Now you could say self-rationalization, downright, you're living in a fantasy land. You know why people like a speech? It's a very bad feeling to be in a shul where there's no speech, nobody runs this. It's a very comfortable feeling. I think yeshivas make a mistake. Guys come for the beginning of this man. I don't care how yeshivish and how stark, somebody should get up and speak for five minutes. It's comforting. He could say literally some vert on anything in the world. There's a sense, there's a tzura here, there's leadership here, there's a... It's very comforting. It's very, very comforting that somebody gets... You go to a shul, you feel you were hosted because somebody spoke. There's a boss, there's a leader, there's a group, there's a... I feel like much more Hamish and warm, like nobody's with us. Great shul, we get out of there fast. You say you like that and then you leave the shul. Because I didn't even feel like anybody read it. So if you ask people, they'll say, I don't want a speech. But the reality is they'll go to a shul quicker. I challenge, if there's a rub who speaks five minutes of Shabbos, and people don't like the speech, he's not a good speaker, he speaks shvach. People will be in that shul more than the shul without the five-minute speech. And they'll say, oh, the speech is annoying, and they'll go and they'll dive in that shul because of the speech. What we say we like and what we like is not always aligned. You can imagine that's dangerous because if you're not in touch with what you really like, you're in a lot of trouble. I'll show you, I'll show you from Shas like this. I'll show you from Shas, Chaim, that what we say we like and what we like is not always aligned. Where in Shas do you find this? The Gemara at the end of Nadarm. The Gemara says that a man, the Gemara said that there was a man hiding in a married lady's house. He was hiding. The husband came home unexpectedly and a man was in the house and he hid. He was flirting. He was, he was schmoozing with this married lady. The husband came home and this person, this inchi mali, this not such a great guy, hid. The husband then was about to eat something. Think about the moral dilemma. And the guy hiding had seen that it was poison, what the husband was about to eat. And if he eats it, he's going to die. <laughs> there are moral dilemmas for like, they're not the best guy on the planet Earth. <laughs> he's under the table. He's hiding under the couch. And the man of the house is about to eat something and die. Was it intended for him? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. A steak ate from it. So that moral dilemma is, oh gosh, if you're the guy under the couch, what do you do? I asked somebody, he said suicide. <laughs> like that, never. But that moral dilemma, that, that's a tough one. He's under the couch, and the man of the house about to eat it. This courageous or interesting sort of fellow comes out, and he says to the guy, you know, he walks out the couch, he says, you're going to die if you eat that. It's very funny to me to think that you know, we all have like mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. The more sophisticated you are, you're capable of a range of emotions. Very unsophisticated people, there's only one emotion. You go to a speech, how was it? Boring. An older person says boring, but very, very informative. You can, you're capable of range. It could be different things. How was the Tzitzit Day yesterday? Very long and tedious, but why was it inspiring? You're capable of range. I think of range of emotions. That man whose life was just saved by a guy who came out from under his couch. Like, 
<laughs> you want to kill him, hug him. I, I don't even know where you go from there. But anyway, <laughs> like, I don't know your next move. Like, I really can't think a punch, a kiss. I, I don't know where you go. <laughs> What? I, to be like I, I don't know. I don't know where you go. Like, I, I'm very, I'm very visual. So I'm there. I'm that. I'm, I'm the husband. I'm not. I'm not going to be the guy under the couch. But, but like, you picture the guy comes out, and like saves your life. I don't know. I when I read these gemaras, the guy saves your life. Like you're full of gratitude. I don't know who here has had their life saved. There's somebody, Rev Wenick, a Yidden Pesayik, saved my son's life. My son was in the water, as a youngster, fell in water, was not able to swim. And Rev Wenick, when I see him, I just want to give him a hug. I, he's a, he lives in Pesach, if anybody sees him, give him a hug. He's a tzaddik, he saved my son's life. He saved my son's life. Somebody saves your son's life, you have incredible feelings towards. I don't know who this guy comes, Chaim, what are we doing with this guy? I don't know where you go. Yeah, probably, I think I lean more to a punch than a hug, but I'm not sure. The bottom line is, is the guy comes out and saves the man's life. Now the Gemara wants to know, is the man mutter to his wife? If there's an act of znus, so a, a guy's usher to his wife. If, if an, a lady's mizana beratzain, she becomes usher to her husband. And the question is, he has no idea... If his wife did anything illicit, he knows there was a man in the house. But he doesn't know. Now, Lahalacha, he's not mechoyiv to divorce her. We're talking only Lefnimish or Sadin, because there's no Eidos. But Lefnimish or Sadin, he might be mechoyiv to Megarish or says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, he's allowed to stay married to her. Because if they really did an Isser, if that guy really did an Isser, he'd want the husband to die. And by the fact that he saved the husband's life, so obviously he did no isser. Frek the Gemara Pshit, that's obvious. If he did an isser, he, he obviously wants her, so then he wants the husband dead. He wants her, he's not, the Gemara's Mishaya, the Gemara estimates. What? What do you this guy right now is not trusting his wife. This is only Lifnim Mishur Sadin. We're not talking about the Din. Most Rishonim learn. You have to learn the Sogya that Midin and Muteris. We're talking about Lifnim Mishur Sadin. Says the Gemara, they probably did, they, they for sure did no Isser. The Gemara's Mishayir, if he wanted her, he would have let us die. Frek Gemara Pshita, obvious. Uh, it's obvious, it's funny, the guys are not saying pshita, the Gemara has pshita, you have to think the psychology, the Gemara says it's pshita. It's, what? <laughs> I love Chaim. Listen to what the Gemara says, it gets Chaim, it gets much more intriguing. Answers the Gemara, says the Gemara pshita, says the Gemara back, this is incredible, says the Gemara back, I would think, Mayim genuvim yim taku v'lechem sesarim yinaim. It's a pasuk. Stolen waters is sweeter. We all love what we can't have. So maybe really he did an iser, but he only likes her because he can't have her. So that's the Gemara's I would think. Kamash Malan, not that way. Frecht anybody who ever learned the Gemara, how do you have a Kamash Malan against the pasuk? I 
might think he really did an Isser. He just wants her alive because he wants to have because he wants to get her. Be'isser, that's why he likes her. He only likes her because he can't have her, of course. Of course he only likes her. If you know anything, there's, some, there's long sugyus. People like what they can't get. There's something called a codependent relationship. When somebody relies on somebody else to get things they can't have. The people that are most likely youngsters, sometimes you have an older person trying to befriend a young person to get friendship that he shouldn't be getting. Just friendship that the younger person is not capable of supplying. A guy walks into some 7-Eleven, helps some struggling kids. He wants them to like give back, to celebrate him, but he's asking them to give him things he can't have, codependence. Do you know the one who's most likely to become a victim of codependent relationship, the youngster? It's the youngster who's not capable of thanking. That's the one, the one who's into the chase, the older always will chase somebody who can't give it. That's why you're chasing it. So if somebody has trouble expressing, saying thank you, they're usually the biggest victim of a codependent relationship because they can't give it. That's why the person's chasing. If they could give it, what fun is that? So the other person, and the other person will express how frustrated he is that the young person, you're not thanking properly, will write a text, you don't thank enough. You're only chasing because he doesn't thank enough. If he thanked, you wouldn't chase it. The bottom line is, is Dr. Gemara, I might say that he really wants... I might say this is amazing. Everything's in Shaschev. Says the Gemara. I might say he only wants her because she's forbidden. Kamash Malan, not that way. So what's the Kamash Malan? The Kamash Malan says we have Desler. Rabbi say is we don't know. We think we like some. Don't we like Kamash Malan? That the guy Avadi only wants her because he can't have her. But people don't know that. Rav Dessler says if people would know that, they would stop wanting it. Wow. If you know you only want it because you can't have it, that alone would cure you. People don't know what they want, why they want it. He actually thinks he likes it. He doesn't know he just likes it because he can't have her. So the Kamash Malan is people don't know. They, they don't know what it is they're liking. Of course the Pasuk collects stolen water sweeter, but he doesn't happy only once because of stolen waters. Now you have to explain why it has to be mochroch because... <laughs> but that's the, that, that's the Kamash Malan. The bottom line is you see in that Kemara clear any pshat you learn that people don't know why they like something. Because he doesn't know that he likes her because mine can him. And people don't know. Freedom is that. I have watched for years, guys, this is... People say about the summers, I just, I just want to chill. My history of all time, miserable summers. Watch two guys. One guy works in a special needs camp. He's changing diapers. He's up all through the night. He comes back after the summer. He has a glow. It was like a life-changing summer. Another guy, he chilled some of the most miserable... Ex- I, a guy comes back, he looks like worse than death. If he died, he wouldn't look as bad. Chas the guy looks like he had a summer straight from Gehenim. You always know that guy, he wasn't busy enough. So the guy thinks, yeah, I want to chill. You're chilling, you want to jump. You, you push it, it's murder. You didn't, have, you didn't do anything. Responsibility and, and, and structure and something, something that you were part of, some system, some doing, some, something. People, what they say they like and what they like is not aligned. So the guy says, I want a summer of chill. <laughs> 
Now, Avada, we want to be happy, we want to be engaged in things we choose to be engaged. But what people say they like and what they like is not always aligned. Obviously, we have to get in there and think, what do I really like? You have to ask, when am I happiest? There's a Yid, everybody knows of Uri Zohar, one of the tzaddikim today, a beautiful Yid. So he wrote a book, My Friend, We Were Robbed, that's what it used to be called, about his, only, his own experience becoming from. He says that vacation time was the main thing that drove him to be from. Because he started asking, I always thought I wanted vacation, I was most miserable on vacations. So he started chapping that a person likes working. So then I said to him, what am I working in? And it led him to figure out the things that he likes. What we say we like and what we like is not aligned. It's funny, we sat two and a half hours yesterday, a tedious job making tzitzis. There were, there were two bachram, that many of us, two guys said to me that it was the best day of my year. Two guys told me it was the best day of the year. If you would have asked them, would you like a tedious task? I don't know if they would have said, it's very important to be in touch what makes you the happiest. Because what we say we like and what we like is not aligned and we very much are capable of being fooled. It's very dangerous. For sure. Let me chill. Yeah, I just say, I say chill in the summer, but I also say let's look. In an honest and sophisticated way, let's look at the things that bring out, when I find myself, I have to measure and see when I'm, what makes me smile, what gives me chizuk and chiyus. It has to be measured and looked carefully. These questions have to be asked and noticed. We want to be in sync. The guy who says he wants a new thing and always chooses a burger, I say, maybe I like the whole thing. Acknowledge it. It's not the end of the world. I actually like that, which I, I'm used to. So to be more in touch with what we say, we like what we like. What are we getting at here? People, the topic of freedom, people say are craving freedom. Rev Hirsch says the value of freedom, but no purpose and no meaning has no valuable to freedom. And Rev Hirsch describes that we count from Pesach to Shavuos, the celebration of freedom is is, is, is what to celebrate because we have responsibility. We weren't looking to get out of Mitzrayim, the servitude of Egypt, to, to just chill because there's no meaning to freedom that has no purpose and meaning and responsibility. So we count from Pesach to Shavuos. We want freedoms. We don't want oppression. We don't want forced labor and things that we don't want to labor in. We celebrate Pesach and Shavuos are linked. They're one Chag. We like the freedom to be busy and meaningful and purpose and things. That's Torah, purpose. So that's where Hirsch describes Pesach to Shavuos. Reb Shirin Bar Yechai says Reb Reidowitz represents the beauty of Torah, a lifetime of, 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 of idealism. Reb Shirin Yechai Sheta of Kulay Torah, only Chai not only Chai Olam, and nothing else represents a passionate submission to Torah, a passionate commission to Torah. That's Reb Shirin Bar Yechai. Says Reb Reidowitz, he said, fascinating. He said that there's two, he said that there's two causes why people disrespect others. There are two causes. He said one of the great reasons to disrespect others is because you have something genuine. The what? more you, Rebrider would said that one of the reasons people would disrespect others, he said there's really two sugyas. One is you don't respect yourself. If you don't respect yourself, you don't respect others. 
A second possibility is when you have something passionate, you can tend to look down at others. Says that's a possibility. You have something. He said, Rav Shimba Yechai, the Gemara Shabbos comes out of the cave after the 12 years, and their eyes are burning. They have something they're fired about, and their eyes are being sirif. They're looking at other people. They're saying, What are you doing? Precisely because they have something so passionate and strong of Torah. And yet, what? He said that. He said, if you have nothing, it's very easy to respect. I, I have nothing. You have nothing. What a good game. If you have something and he doesn't, you're like, you, you're carrying something. He doesn't have that. You push it. You lose the respect. Said Reb Bridu, it's the two in Yanim of Lag Baimer. Mitzarech Reb Yechai is the passionate learning of Torah, the passionate living of Torah, the exclusivity of Torah, the national treasure of the one who said, just learn and you shouldn't be Isaac and anything else, and who impacted our nation in tremendous ways by his passion for a life, only Torah, nothing else is worth, nothing else should be pursued, only Torah, learning Torah, living Torah, involved in Torah, and nothing else. Said Reb it's the second Indian is the Talmidim Rebbe Kiva stopping nifter. The Talmidim Rebbe Kiva were remarkable midas tivus. Their yeshiva, the Rebbe Rebbe Kiva's You could be sure their midas were outstanding, and their tzaddikim gemurim. Who does Hashem pick forever to remind us to have good midas? But people who had good midas and xeris Hashem. They were nifter, and Hashem wanted us to know that no, there's more to go in covered for another person. And the Talmud Rebbe Kiva being nifter, Rebbe Kiva's yeshiva represents the yeshiva of of, of respect to the next person. And Rebbe Raidowitz said that the two things that meet on Lag Baimer are chayi oilam, a life of Torah, passionate service of Hashem, but that has to be also covered for the next person. Steig, grow, feel you have all the richness of the world and see good in another person. It's difficult when a person has and feels rich, they tend to pity, look down, say, what's that person doing? But he says, these are the two things that collide on Lagbeimer. And he says, this is the, as we're headed towards the days appreciating our national treasure of Torah, we have something remarkable. We have Torah, and we're excited for Torah, and we passionately engage in Torah, learning it and living it. But all the while that we're steiging, not looking down, not looking at other people in, in a negative way. This difficult, very difficult thing if a person has something so great and magnificent and important and true, then almost it would almost be natural then to look at somebody and maybe say, you know, to roll your eyes, but he says it's matched. And this is this very story of Shem Yechayu goes back to the cave and comes back and sees good in the one running, involved in physical matters. And he has the two, he has the two bundles of Adasim, one for Zachar, one for Shammar. He's running and he's, and the two physical things, two bundles of Adasim. One is the active keeping of Shabbos, Zachar Shem Shabbos, one is the passive, Shammar Shem Shabbos, the Kadshay. And the understanding that the people who are involved in physical, that their tachlis is spiritual. He, he, the guy all week was a farmer, and maybe the first time Shemar Yechai came out, it's like, what's the guy doing, the Isaac and Chai 
But he saw that the guy's running. Running represents passion. He saw Erev Shabbos, the guy running with two Adasim, Fezacher and Shamer. That he saw the underlying behind all the physical things that I question. This yid is all about, all his physical things are subservient to the Ruchnias, to serving Hashem, to Zachar Siyam HaShabbos Lekadshah, your life of service of Hashem, which Shabbos represents. This yid's headed, he's running towards Shabbos. He's running towards Shabbos. So I think this, I wanted to share this aspect of Lag Bahimir, both at a time, it, it very much moved me. Divrei you hear, it matters who said the Dvar I'm sharing something from Rebraidowitz. Bemis, it's stuff that we've spoken about this lot, both these aspects. I'm sharing it, Stam, because it's a beautiful Yid, but I'm very moved. He's the Rosh Yeshiva of Abal Tshuva Yeshiva. And you're watching people embrace and engage Yiddishkeit for the first time. So I'm moved who said this part. And in talking to his Sibur, he's saying embrace and engage Yiddishkeit, but with respect. I, I think about the Ben Torah comes back from Yeshiva, he's on fire with Ruchnius. And then he comes home, how does he engage with his sister, with his mother, with his aunt? I, I have a certain picture of my mind. I know a Yid who's a massive Talmud Chacham, and his family's more modern. And I've had the privilege of seeing, of, 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 I shouldn't say seeing, because I've more been told, but I've heard eyewitnesses account of him with his family, and I'm so moved how Mu'urav he is, and that he masters this, this, he's not trying to prove anything. With all his sitka, sometimes you have like, you want to show your family how from you are, how much you have, that's when they see the least, when you want to prove it. And instead, comfortably, he's laughing with his family, cracking jokes with them, Mu'urav is mamish mixing these two things that Rebraidowitz sees that converge on Lag Beimer. And this, as we're getting to the conclusion of this amazing period of Pesach to Shavuos, and the two things that merge are a tremendous passion for Torah, for a life of Torah. Chai Olam is what we're interested in, Chai Olam, and all Yidin have a tremendous focus on Chai Olam, and yet, yet, the cover to the next person, not looking down at anybody. Having something precious, having a priceless acquisition, but not taking that and becoming arrogant. Not taking that and utilizing it to look down. But Rabbi Kiva's great yeshiva of accomplishment, of growing, of acquiring, but not looking down at the next person. Not but fakert, appreciating, celebrating the next person. Even when you see the next person involved in very physical things, know that ultimately they'll be running for Shabbos. You know, there, each person has their journey towards Torah, but not in any which way, not in any which way, utilizing that which is powerful, that which is true, to be arrogant, grab Torah, delve in Torah, live a life of Torah, but never to be arrogant, never to see down or low about anybody. Fakert, to see the beauty. Fakert, the more Torah person learns, to see the beauty and the oimek, what's in other people, to see, to see with an eye in Torah. So this, I, I was very moved that somebody who's teaching Bali Tshuva, and this is anybody who knows the journey of somebody engaging Torah. Now it's our story too, it only, we're all Bali Tshuva, we're on the exact same journey, it's more noticed there. It's more noticed. This is something, I like watching in yeshiva. One of my hobbies, one of my best things to observe in yeshiva. 
for years is the roommate who steigs all of a sudden, the guy is at Shachris, to watch how he relates to his roommates. And I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I have seen people, the guy like four minutes ago was struggling, and now he's steiging and he's looking down and upset. I can't handle it. What's with the sun? They're like, alo. <laughs> Short-term memory. And, and I've seen that, and I've seen the other extent. I've seen the guy who's steiging and growing, and with tremendous respect to the next person. We used to love watching. There was a, there's a younger man. Talmud Chacham, Steigen in Yeshiva, Avi Jaff. We used to love watching. I would call something like an event in the gym. This guy's a mass midnifla. He was always learning, but he came with a Gemara, not in anybody's face. He'd learn, he what? But like everybody, and I, he could have asked, maybe I shouldn't go to the gym. The Olim's in the gym. He would sit right in the middle of the 10th grade, like right in the middle, sit next to his arms around, but not like trying to prove it to anybody. He was just one of the boys. The Mu'oriv. Or that's like the picture of Lad Weimer. The intensity of Yiddishkeit, he nailed it. He nailed the sugya. I want to ask the guys, what does it take? What is that? And I don't believe, what is that? What's that extra year? I don't, I don't have this. This is a mystery. If anybody could share it with me, what, what, when does this happen? When does that? Two people are grabbing Emmas. There's a natural instinct. If I have it, he's learning. Like the guys, are, he, he could look. <laughs> he, he could. He, not, he wasn't like being nice. I can't explain. He was learning. What did he do that extra year in the Ma'ara? And what did this guy get that he merged the two? He was passionate about Torah, yet he's sitting amongst the Chevro. Such a, such a cover. Are you kidding me? Mamish Pagishmak. Sitting there in the middle. <laughs> Just a, such a such a respect and ma'orav in a beautiful way. What would what would create that? L'chayr, it's it's true. Wouldn't it almost be natural if you have something? People get arrogant over stupidity. A guy has something that's mabekach here. Something he has that's real. Wouldn't wouldn't it create an arrogance? What is this covered to the others? What is it that would account for that? What is that? What? Real humility. Not thinking less of himself, but thinking about himself less. That's true. That's true. Very, that's good. Good, Jonathan. <laughs> that's like a segue. I, I can't even speak after Jonathan says something. So I can go right into his. Bring your chair. You're going to do a laugh. I, I want to say, say something that I don't know I'm right. I think when a person's in touch with his own journey, he will see that all the steps brought him to where he is. I think you'll respect another person's journey. I think there's an aspect that a guy, when a guy stands, so all the physical wasn't, something brought you where you are. You're, it always, you're, I, I described the guy, you have a short-term memory loss. Not the word he should sit and look at his roommates because I was once bad, fakert. I, you also have, we all have journeys. Who steigs and, you, you're not steigen. You, you, you obviously had a good place because you overcame. There's a sense, you were, I think that guy you learned looks at the guy next to him and he smugly feels so happy for that guy. You're also on your journey. Your struggles are all part of your journey, the challenges. He's, he's like confident in the next guy. 
in the same thing that he, he sees the guy running with two Aishanis, one for Zachar and one for Shammar. If you could just see that, all the things and the, the journey along the way is towards that. So you know your own, you were born like this. You know your own journey and all those struggles were part of what you are today. You're embracing and engaging Torah. There was a story till you got here. So you see the next guy, so you just smile and respect and appreciate his story of, of embracing and engaging and all the details and struggles that go into that. I don't know the full answer, but I know that this is what Rebreidowitz taught, is Lag Boimer. This is what Siyata Deshmaya, we've been discussing this dual aspect of the Torah, the precious Torah that we're excited about and the acquisition that's so profound. Our freedom, Pesach, is celebrated because we got something and something we filled it with, meaning purpose, the national treasure, Hashem's Torah, which describes how to live, guides us, and elevates Meraim and Megadal. But with all that treasure that a person zaycha to, that his eyes, he looks at the next person with respect and appreciation. Not chas v'shalom, taking that which he has to degrade other people and put down. Chas v'shalom. You can come up. If anybody, I know guys like making money, if anybody's thinking about that ne- the next, you know, uh, Bitcoin or stock to invest in, this guy right here. Like, I'm not, I'm not joking. I, Ophir, like, Ophir, Ophir, he likes his rap. When he showed me that for the first time, I told him that that's like, that's what Rabbi was talking about, like the, those songs that we want. That, that stick. Um, 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 should we put on the beat on here? Do you want a beat on there? Um, yeah, we could put on a beat. If you want. I don't know why this always gets me, David. The shidduch. I didn't grow, me and we, didn't, we grew up the tape recorder you press that's a, I'm only 27 but like the guys come with their phone like they press some buttons and make the shit up. now this guy knows the, I like this all this connection today it's amazing when they know each other I don't, he, all of a sudden his, his thing is going to play through this if his guy was <laughs> amazing you see you see how do you know what to put in just now? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I texted Rabbi before I wrote. I wrote like, uh, "Stop that, Duncan!" On OTW for on the way. Then I was like, "Oh wait, there's no way." Can you tell me what I can press that I can get this? Amazing, amazing, amazing. Nice to see Alan. Alan, you're Alan, you're about to complete what number year in the school? Uh
first came, <laughs> in your introduction, she left. Oh. <laughs> 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 this service is much faster last year. But they never seem to keep me sober Man, I guess that's just addiction The hardest part about it is acceptance that I'm different Say that I could fight it, but I never end up winning Accept it when I'm tripping When I'm stressing, you should listen I'm missing the times when I was young The time I wasn't smoking, popping pills and getting drunk Capacity for love, man, the graph and read a nun Wish I didn't feel the need to cut myself to try and numb the pain Split the hole, put the tip to the flame Red smoke, put that nick in my brain Kids cold, it's a blizzard of cake Shivering, living in shame Tripping, I learned in my recovery I might be insane Cause lately I've been losing myself Leave me alone, I don't want no help Do it by my I wish somebody would've told me don't you run from your problems Don't just drink, don't come from the bottle Gotta let them in, can't crawl from the bottom Come by yourself, by yourself And don't you hide Ever since young and I've been trying to make him prouder Slave to the drugs like a dog at the collar I need some help, need some help uh, Yeah, hospitalized three times in a year when I looked in the mirror No emotion on my face Only thing I saw was fear I was slowly losing vision Man, I couldn't see it clear Dehydrated 20 pounds down Didn't know if I'd make it Felt like I was dying But my mama said be patient Brought this on yourself So it's time you gotta face it Five days later I was nothing but a patient All up in that hospital bed Couple IVs in my arm Straight lost in my head Diagnosed with CHS Mama's face looking stressed You allergic to the weed You better stop or you're dead Cause lately I've been losing myself Leave me alone I don't want no help Do it by my lonely oh, I wish somebody would've told me Don't you run from your problems Don't just drink Don't run from the bottle Gotta let them in Can't crawl from the bottom All by yourself Slave to the drugs like a dog at the collar I need some help, need some help mm. So that was something I wrote
but now I, I want to share with you all. I want to share the opposite end of things. That's like that's like from you know the point of view of like I wrote that when I was actually feeling that, but these days I'm not feeling that, right? So I want to show what um what doing the opposite and asking for help and not saying I want to do it by myself does. Um, I had to switch up my thinking from the future to present Rip up my ego, now they feel in my presence Subconscious living in a state of obsession Suppress my feelings, I was fighting depression But now I wake up every morning and I'm counting my blessings Like can't you see that every struggle is a lesson? Uh, let go of self to see that in the reflection Never stressing, everything is from my father in heaven I've been feeling like a different person I switched the mood, I hit the lights But man, we missing the curtains Now the sun, it's blinding me I know my vision ain't perfect They don't wanna hear me out But you should listen, it's worth it My mission is surging Trying to help somebody in need If you've been falling, feeling lonely And they paint you as weak If you've been crawling, trying to get to your feet Just know I love you, fighting demons It will relate to a beast My house been feeling like the home that it never was My mama's that I could never love I'm ten toes, I'm standing proud And I will never run away again Dealing with myself Learning how to face the pain again I promise you the same it ends uh. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Wait uh. Uh. Yeah I had to take a break Cause I was losing my mind Thoughts saying I should take me some time That's why I went away I got my spirit aligned Hit the bottom then got right on the grind See I had to take a break from it Life was getting out of control Taking one after another deeper down in the hole But now the bass bumping Dreaming of the crowd at my show But even that won't help me nourish my soul they told me nothing's gonna ever be enough When God winks at you, don't you dare call it luck Pour another cup up, looking for the rush Like chasing after something, but I'm never catching up They said I gotta realize I can't do it on my own Had to put my faith in God and now I'm never letting go Pray he guides me on the road, paves the way for me to grow If I open up my heart, then I will never be alone Pop one, but it never stops Pop two, pop three, take another shot I was chasing after something that I never got Maybe it was hiding at the bottom rock But I couldn't do it by myself I needed help I tried my own way But then I realized how I felt In prison, down in hell Created in itself Created by my ego Now I'm breaking out the shell Like, peace of mind Trying to get I don't want to go after that. I'm not doing. We'll all sing a lech, and the only thing go after is Mayor Richter singing the high part of a lech.
Do you want a chaos? We'll all sing Davik, you chaos, so you could sing Eilecha. What? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Your song Stone Caves to this? Or is it gonna break up the other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still connected. It's still connected. I'll play it. You, you know, can you play it? I, I, I could. Yeah. Stone Caves, let's go. Yeah. You're, you're the one about the guy. It's in my Jewish dance playlist. There's a lot by my song. It's not downloaded. <laughs> Oh, but he probably could send it to you, no? Oh, you Meaning it needs to be downloaded to get it started. I can hear them really loud. Momo, you have to do it. I don't have it downloaded, so it's not going to search. We'll finish. We'll do it. We'll redo it. We'll do it. I just know what guys have to leave. We'll do Beza Shem a couple of weeks. I want to get ready. I got to get back. Thank you. Good He's doing Stone Cave. I want Yosef Rubin to hear Momo. So you ever heard Momo Stone? It's Slag Boimer's song. Playing. He sang it and composed it. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. 
for 12 years on the run Day after day Spent connecting with the Holy One Buried in sand and live with faith In all that God had planned Secrets they found Mysteries they could understand Stone cave that pain where you endure was not in vain You pulled through and you grew From those challenges you gained Be more to him Sheham Adintah Asham Anybody have a guitar here? There should be. I think there's Luz, might be a Luz, guitar is in the back, Luz, is yours here? Uh, Let's go, Momo. What? <laughs> well, I wanted to play that, so... The speaker, the speaker dies. Yeah, maybe there's... Run and get the guitar and speaker. You can run, we'll be the back. What speaker are you getting? I'm gonna get a um Ali Manalas or Mel's speaker. You want to? Anyways, we can go to your room, Mel. You have a speaker. You have a speaker in the mystic? No, well, I. He's getting a speaker. Run! No, no, no. Hurry! That song is so good. Do we have a way of connecting to that? Go for it. Oh. Anyone have an adapter? Oh! It's, 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 what time? Not later, later on. What time is candlelight? 807. 807. That's 49. 49. So the prayers are going to be 750. 10 so the Kugel, Alan saying the Kugel Air Shabbos will be in the side in the annex. Probably around 7.30. you know what time? 7.30 Kugel, 7.50. What time? I'll find out. We'll put out the time. I'll ask Yo, Morty, is there a way to make 11? Yeah, yeah. Let me find out. Thank you. Uh, let's go. Stone.
Song. They want Yosef Rubin to hear it badly. This is just released. Well, not even released yet, right? Shimmy, Ophir, and Naftali. Unreleased as of yet. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I got this one. Just Ophir. Just, just.